What is up, everybody? Welcome into episode 9 of Locked on Tigers. I am your host, Chris Castellani. Hope everyone out there had a very good weekend. I know I did. Uh, a lot of sports going on, baseball rapidly approaching. The Tigers play two spring training games that we're going to talk about here in a second. It is March. It is the heart of college basketball season. And I don't know, if you can't get excited for what's happening uh, with with the conference tournaments and the end of the regular season and the NCAA tournament coming up, I can't help you. This is a, a wonderful time of year. As excited as I am for baseball, these next couple weeks are what's going to get me to baseball season. The excitement of watching March Madness unfold is uh, unlike any other, and I'm very excited for that. But the Tigers played two games over the weekend. I'm going to talk about those starting now. Lost the first game on Saturday against the Minnesota Twins, 7-6. to Ivan Nova started, only pitched one inning, did strike out one, and allowed one hit. Daniel Norris came in in relief and got rocked again. Three in a third inning, six hits, five runs, four earned runs, zero walks, and two strikeouts. He has a 13.5 ERA in spring so far. He's struggling, and I've watched him a little bit. I've tried to figure out if there's something new he's trying, which may be the cause behind these struggles, and look, I... It takes a lot, long time to get back into the routine, but it just it reinforces how frustrating and overall disappointing of a pitcher Daniel Norris has been in his tenure here. This is a guy who had really electric stuff when he was acquired back in 2015 in the David Price deal and has shown flashes of that stuff, or at least did early on in his tenure here. Injuries uh, really derailed him, hurt his fastball a whole lot. I mean, this was a guy who was throwing 95 you know, mid, mid-90s mid when he arrived in Detroit is now between 88 and 91, which is, like, especially for a lefty, that's, you could get guys out with that. They, there's nothing terribly wrong with that, but he hasn't adjusted. His mechanics never really got fixed. He was raw when the Tigers got him, but had a very high ceiling. Hasn't really fixed his mechanics. You know, people are talking about how he was in this great shape. You know, oh my, my God, Daniel Norris showing up to camp in unbelievable shape. When was was shape or, or weight ever an issue with Daniel Norris? Daniel Norris has always been in good shape. He's always had a good physique. He's always had the look of a guy who should be a pretty darn good starting pitcher. The problem has been mechanics and health. Obviously, injuries have just derailed him. You know, this was a guy who, like I said, was throwing 95 when he arrived here. Last year, I remember at points, he was throwing in the same at-bat 88-mile-per-hour fastballs and 88-mile-per-hour change-ups, which, unless your name is Zach Greinke, is going to be a problem. You're going to have some variation in terms of speed on those pitches or anything. Everything's going to start blending together. That's a problem I think Jordan Zimmerman has run into here over his last several years once the fastball dipped in velocity. There's not much variation in terms of, of pitch speed and everything kind of all blends together and you become very, very hittable. And I think that's happened to a certain extent with Daniel Norris now. Stayed relatively healthy a year ago, which to his credit is, is probably the first time that's happened with him. But... I don't know. I think the the chance of Daniel Norris being a really solid major league pitcher are long gone. What you can hope for is a guy who can maybe give you innings, but based on how he's performed this spring, I don't even have that much faith that he's even going to be able to do that. Offensively, there's not really much to talk about. Miggy didn't play on Saturday. Scope didn't play on Saturday. Crone didn't play on Saturday. I will say, going back to something I talked about last week, Dowell Lugo and Jamer Candelario are currently in competition 
to see which guy is going to fall into the third base spot, it seems right now. Neither one of these guys is hitting at all. Candelario with a 130 batting average and a 435 OPS so far in spring. Dowell Lugo with a 238 average and a 524 OPS. That is absolutely brutal. I mean, these are two guys. I, I'm I'm chuckling to avoid crying because I'm just I'm reading that and it's just unbelievable that either one of these guys is probably going to be a, a everyday third baseman at some point next year at least until Isaac Paredes gets called up. So that was it for Saturday's game. Sunday's game was a little bit more interesting. Tigers won seven to five against the defending world champion Washington Nationals. More guys played, more stuff to talk about, especially offensively. Jordy Mercer had a good ball game yesterday, and all things considered, he's having a pretty solid spring. You know, by his standards, 278 average, 794 OPS. You know, I talked last week about Jay Markle's tweet thread regarding who's going to take that that third base spot to open the season. The Tigers don't want Jordy Mercer to start the season at third base, mainly because that would mean Lugo or Candy who they're out of options with, would have to be designated for assignment. And you would think, especially Candelario, who probably has the highest upside of any one of those guys, would be claimed off of waivers for somebody. You know, as, as much as he's struggled, you don't necessarily want to lose him. But with the way that Candelario and Lugo are performing right now, you may be forced to play your hand. Like Mercer, he's a lunch pail kind of guy. He's not going to impress you. But like there, he's he's a serviceable enough player on a tanking team. Stays pretty healthy. Like doesn't do anything amazing. He's not some great player. I mean, you could even make the argument he's not even particularly good. He's not never been a premier guy. But I, I think he's probably more stable than any of the other options they have right now. And I still think the Tigers are going to be very patient here, and they're going to wait till the last possible second to make that decision. I don't think they want to lose. Lugo or Candy right now. Jordan Zimmerman started on Sunday and to his credit pitched quite well. Four innings, one hit, zero runs, two walks, zero strikeouts. Solid effort by him. Look, I'll say this in Jordan Zimmerman's defense and I feel about him the same way I kind of feel about Miggy where both these guys are going to get paid no matter what. They both had very good careers. Obviously, Miggy a much more accomplished career than someone like Zimmerman, but Zimmerman's had a solid major league career as well. It would be very easy, with considering the guaranteed money these guys have coming to them, to throw in the towel, essentially, and and phone in the rest of their careers, especially Zimmerman, who's only going to be here for one more year. And I, I don't get that impression that either one of those guys wants to do that. I think they still have respect for themselves and respect enough for this organization to keep going. Uh, do I think that Jordan Zimmerman is going to be any good this year? No. Do I think... There's a, a solid chance he might not even make it through this season and end up getting cut. Absolutely, but look, the guy's still trying. And over these last couple of years here, that hasn't always been the case with some of the aging veterans. He's trying to at least make adjustments. I, I see no future in which it turns out to be successful, but I give him credit for not quitting. <sighs> That's... Uh, yeah, that's how low things are now, where I'm, I'm giving guys compliments because they didn't quit. Like, yeah, he's, he's five years, 125 million. He better not quit. He has 125 million reasons not to quit. But good for him nonetheless. Right, that's going to do it for segment one. When we get back, I want to devote a segment to a guy who is seemingly healthy right now, and a lot of people are still 
holding out hope for, and that's Franklin Perez, the key piece of the Justin Verlander deal. Going to talk about him here in a second. Be right back. All right, we're back. I wanted to talk about Franklin Perez. I think there's probably a lot of Tigers fans who have forgotten that name, so I'll refresh you. Franklin Perez was the, the centerpiece of the Justin Verlander trade several years ago. Tigers traded Justin Verlander to the Houston Astros for Jake Rogers, Daz Cameron, and Franklin Perez. Franklin Perez at the time was a top 30 major league prospect. A lot of people were very high on him, was pitching some pretty good ball in 2017. And look, that trade has been a mess. And it always will be a mess because Verlander went to Houston and saved his career and won another Cy Young and a world championship, even though it is tainted, but he won one anyway, and pitched in, has pitched incredible baseball for them. So in a way, it's impossible for the Tigers to have won that trade. I understand that. But of the three guys in that deal, they're yet to hit on any one of them. And the biggest disaster has been Franklin Perez. Franklin Perez, since getting here, has pitched a grand total of 27 innings. I'm going to repeat that. Franklin Perez, in parts of three seasons now, has pitched 27 innings as a member of this organization. And it's been a mess. Now, he's apparently, hopefully, possibly, back to full health. He's pitched in spring a little bit this year. I'll talk about that in a second. Look, the injuries stink, and we know that. I, I do remember reading some reports from people who are questioning his mental makeup, which to me is very concerning. This is not an easy sport to play, especially as a pitcher, and you need to have the mental toughness along with the physical toughness if you want to be successful. Now, he is still young. He's pitched a little bit this spring, pitched on Friday, got one out, gave up two hits, four runs, two walks, and a strikeout, gave up a home run. I went back and watched some of that footage. Look, the stuff is is good. You know, fastball solid, nice little bite on the curveball. Like the stuff is there. He got rocked. You know, you could say, "Oh, he gave up some soft contact." Yeah, he did, sure. Also gave up a bomb. And look, I I'm not particularly willing to give this kid the benefit of the doubt, and that's not really his fault. It's just it's the injury's fault. And I understand he is not the first highly touted minor league pitcher to have injuries. A lot of people say, hey, Jacob DeGrom had a lot of injuries in the minor leagues. Look what's happened to him. I I hate to break it to you guys. Franklin Perez isn't Jacob DeGrom. Jacob DeGrom, for my money, and a lot of people disagree with me on this, is the best pitcher in baseball. Uh, Franklin Perez is not that. Maybe he'll be a solid pitcher here, but... Manning getting rocked in an outing or two, willing to give the benefit of the doubt because he's clearly grown and developed and matured as a pitcher. Mize getting rocked, willing to give it the benefit of the doubt. Guy was highly touted. He's pitched very well since being drafted outside of the the shoulder injury a little bit last year. Not a whole lot of cause for concern. I'm not willing to give Perez the benefit of the doubt yet. Stuff is there. The stuff has never been an issue. I, I don't think anyone thought it would be. And I know people are trying to take baby steps with him. I know he's had injuries, and I understand that. And in a way, I sympathize with it. But he, whether fair or not, he was a part of a deal that is, with every passing day, 
looking more and more like one of the worst, most lopsided trades in the history of the Detroit Tigers. So I, I kind of have trouble going through this slow process with Franklin Perez when the Tigers traded Justin Verlander for three guys and we are yet to find out if any of them are any good. Daz Cameron had a bad year in AAA last year. Jake Rogers got called up. He was a disaster. Not ruling him out. I still think he's the catcher of the future here. And then you have Perez who's pitched 27 innings in, in three years. Two years. If you want to say 2017 was a wash, fine. Pitched 19 and a third in 2018 and 17 and two thirds last year. Has good stuff, obviously. We knew that when they got him. And, and it, I guess, if in fairness, it is a positive, the fact that despite the injuries, his stuff has seemingly stayed about the same. It's still pretty solid, but I still believe he can be an important piece here because he is still young and the injuries have derailed him thus far in Detroit. But you know what? Look, worst case scenario maybe bullpen. And right now, that wouldn't be the worst thing ever. They have a, a copious amount of starters in their minor league system. And you take a guy like Perez, who you know could pitch one inning at a time, has a solid fastball, nice curveball, be a two-pitch guy coming out of the pen. That'd be cool. But I, I think this year is going to be a huge make-or-break year for him. If he can't get through the entire season relatively healthy, then he might just end up having to be relegated to the pen. I mean, if he can't stay healthy for five innings at a time, he, he, he's not going to be starting anywhere. So it's frustrating. I don't mean to dump on the kid because I thought the stuff looked good, but the results, at least so far in spring, haven't been there. And the results so far since he's been to Detroit haven't necessarily been there either, though, in fairness, very small sample size. Right, so that's going to do it for today's show. If you want to follow me personally on Twitter, that's at Castellani2014. That's at C-A-S-T-E-L-L-A-N-I-2014. We just crossed the 15,000 follower threshold. Thank you to all of you for um, continuing to support me. You can follow this show on Twitter. Please, if you follow me on my regular Twitter, follow me on Lockdown's Twitter, at Lockdown Tigers. If you have a question for the show, please send it to that Twitter account so I know specifically that you want it answered on the show for the Friday Mailbag segment. And if you have any questions, you can email them to the show's email email account as well. That's LockdownTigers at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great rest of your day and go Tigers.